Today, we're going to talk about building lasting, trusting relationships with your team, even if they live on the other side of the planet and you never get to actually meet them in person. It's packed full of implementable, practical tips and advice, the stuff we actually do in our business that we've noted really works and helps us to build lasting relationships so people stick around for the long term. What follows is an edited version of the Ask Me Anything session I run each week into our systems and outsourcing Facebook community. So come and join that community and you can ask your own questions and get them answered live by myself. So the question is this, how do entrepreneurs like us who don't have an endless supply of cash, how do we leverage the best apps, virtual assistants, automation tools, and systems to scale our businesses, increase our profits, and have more time to do what we love to do each day? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Dr. Steve Day, and this is Systemize Your Success. People are always surprised, I think, when I say I run my company with a team of people I've never met in person. And if you've never done that before, that can seem like a bit of a scary thing. I mean, how can you possibly build a trusting, lasting relationship with somebody who is potentially on the other side of the planet? So the key things that you can do with when you bring somebody into your company um, to create a lasting, professional and productive relationship is to really start things off from the on the right foot from the very beginning and this really goes back all the way to when you first hire your assistant so how are you going about your hiring process so when we do hiring when we post a job into um you know, a job posting board looking for looking for people but we don't just say hey good assistant required with these skills apply below we talk about what's in it for them so we start the relationship off by talking about why should they come and work for us? What makes our company different? Why show them that you care about your employees? What are your values? What do you, what do you stand for? Because you want to attract people that are attracted by the values that your company stands by. By doing that, you're going to put off people that aren't on the same page as you. And therefore, you don't waste any time through the recruitment process. But we're talking about how much you um, encourage people to say learn in your business, to develop themselves, to become better people, to become more valuable to your company, and explain that you know that, that you that you reward people who put time and effort into actually improving themselves. If you talk about the fact that you um, look out for your staff, that you actually care about them, if you talk about all those things and about the flexibility, say, of your, of your work or whatever the uniques are then in your company that really make you stand out from the crowd. You've got to start there. And that is how you start the relationship off well. Then when you actually get to the point of onboarding this person, having a slick onboarding process, so getting them set up with the right apps and getting them trained up on whatever apps they need to use from day one will mean they think, wow, this is a really cool company. This is somewhere I want to work because they've really got their head switched on. And they, they basically, they're, they're looking out for me. They're making sure I feel welcome on the first day. I don't feel lost. And then when they actually get started, then thinking about things like don't overwhelm them and throw thousands of tasks at them all in one go. Instead, you know, drip feed things in at the beginning. Make sure you've got time set aside to help to manage them, to answer their questions, to make them feel welcome. Make sure you introduce them to the whole team if you've already got a team, you know, as early as possible so they feel welcome and part of that team. Get, you know, get other people to sort of uh, in the company already to, to ping them a message and, and actually get them to personally welcome that person and explain to the to 
the new person, you know, what does each person do in the company? Who should they turn to help from individual things? It makes people feel much more uh, confident in then reaching out when they do need help. And it means that actually, if you have got other people, that that hopefully that person, the new person, won't just come to you for help. They'll actually go to the more appropriate person. So doing that means you're now starting that relationship off. We start off really well with the job posting. You attracted the right people. They, they, they're in it. They've come to work for you because they believe in what you believe in and therefore and therefore they're the right type of person for your company. They arrive on day one. They feel welcome. They feel supported. They feel like they know what they're meant to be doing. You've not overwhelmed them by dumping loads of stuff onto them. And now you're going to start nurturing that relationship. So as I mentioned before, you've got to be there to be able to support this person in the first few days and weeks. But really importantly, doing this in a structured way. So the few key things that we do to help develop this relationship. So we have team meetings every morning and that is a meeting where we review what was done yesterday any challenges we talk about what's going to be happening today any blockages any help that's needed and that allows everybody to know what everyone else is doing in the team and if you if you're a relatively small company that could be everybody in the company coming together so if you're if you're only six or seven people maximum in your company then i have everyone in the same in the same meeting because you don't have sort of departments so to speak bring everyone together gives people a chance to sort of meet on a daily basis get to know each other have a little bit of a chat as well as all see, see people's faces and also uh, lets everyone know what everyone else is working on um, and that can be really good for understanding um, and sharing knowledge that's, that's acquired so if problems happen sharing those problems in that meeting so these meetings literally take you know three four minutes each it's just a quick statement so we ask them you know what did they do yesterday any challenges what they can do today any challenges any questions or things outstanding. And therefore, you would basically keep the cogs moving in the company, keep it going forward. So you do that every single day. And it's only 15 minutes or so, you know, depending on how many people you've got, obviously. But yeah, three or four minutes per person. Then we have a weekly one-to-one meeting with our team. And that's where we... Um, that's where the manager... So if you're the owner of the business and you don't have any managers below you, it'd be you have a 30-minute structured meeting with each of your team members so that you give them an opportunity to share any concerns they've had. They can have the opportunity to share personal stuff if they want to tell you about what's going on in their lives. You can get to know them a bit better. You can build that relationship. This should be done by a Zoom with a video. It shouldn't be done by a, you know, by phone. You want to actually build that rapport, let them see you, let them see your reactions, your smiling, your face, whatever. And, um, and or do it in one-to-one in person if you work in the same office, of course. But if you're not, then you can do it remotely using Zoom or a different or Google Meetup or whatever it is that you're using for your company video meetings. That structured meeting always starts off with giving the the employee or the the, 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 the direct, as it's often termed, giving them the opportunity to speak first. So when I start that meeting, I simply say, over to you. I don't say anything else. I keep quiet and let them speak. It gives them the opportunity to talk about what is important to them. Doing that shows that you care. It's not all about what you want out of this relationship. You're actually listening to them. And that's something that will make you stand out as a brilliant employer. So you've started the relationship off. You've welcomed them to the company. They've got trained up. They've had week, they've had daily meetings with the whole team. And you're doing these weekly one-to-ones. You've now given, you've got the structure in place for that relationship to be able to develop and for you to build a lasting relationship. One of the key things that we do is we have what's called a know it, wants it, hate it spreadsheet. And we basically a spreadsheet with, with on, the, on the first column has a list of every single activity or role that happens in our company. And 
there's about maybe 40 different things on there. So it could be like uh, graphic design. It could be social media management. It could be you know, specific apps. So what's your experience? How much knowledge do they have in, in a specific app? It could be um, HR, uh, customer service, you know, all the stuff that happens in your business. So and then on the next few columns are, do you know it? Do you want it? Or do you hate it? And in the simplest terms, that's all the three columns you need. We have a, we have a graded system, so I know it well, know it a bit, know, don't know it at all. But you can just keep it simple. And you give that to your new starters and you say, okay, can you fill this in with me, for me, and go through and just grade everything depending on if you know it, you want it, or you hate it. That will then give you a massive insight into who they are and into what they want to do, if what, what their skill set is. Because you may have hired them for one role, but you may find out, wow, they're actually really good at this other stuff. They've got like years of experience doing something that I might need in the future. And so when that opportunity comes up, you may, maybe you don't need to hire someone new, you can move that person into the role. So it's a really powerful thing. And again, it shows that you're listening and you care. And you want to actually find a role, find a job for this person, which they're going to love doing. And that's a massively uh, positive thing. It increases productivity. So someone that's doing work that they love will be more productive than someone that's doing work they hate. They may still do the work they hate because they want to get paid, but they're not going to thank you for it in the long run. So knowing this about your employees, knowing the stuff they really hate doing and knowing the stuff they really love doing and the stuff they know well can benefit you and them in the long run. Um, we also have some questions about personalities. So do they like working in a team? Do they, are they a complete finisher? Are they, do they like just fast thinking? Are they a problem solver? You know, there's, there's general sort of like, personality test but around the workplace to try and figure out what type of worker is this is this a potential leader or is this just a potential person who wants to just get stuff done and wants to be dictated what they do every day and that's the sort of role they want the security and the consistency because that's what makes them that makes them thrive so knowing that about somebody again means you're not pushing people into the wrong into the wrong roles so Another thing you can do is do a, do some sort of personality test. So you can do disk profiling. You can use the um, uh, Wealth Dynamics profiling. There's a free version of Wealth Dynamics called Genius U Test. And that really just gives you an idea of what type of person this is and what roles may they be good at. Um, other things that we do are we have company meetings. So everybody in the company comes together once a week and we go through a, a structured agenda. And we allow people to add any issues they've got onto that board, onto the agenda, so that each week you know that they know they can get their um, problems answered by whoever in the team they need to speak to during that meeting. We talk about the KPIs for the company. How are the, people, how are the KPIs being? Uh, are they being met? Are they not? Are we missing the point? Uh, we talk about our goals for the quarter. Are we on track to, to hit our goals or not? Um, and we also look over overview any tasks that were delegated from the previous meeting, previous company meeting to say, uh, are these, have these been done? Uh, any problems with them? So again, that's an opportunity for you to come together as a team to allow people to spend time together. If you're working remotely, that's really important. Um, but also for everybody to have a, a big, the big picture view of what's going on in the company at the time. And that, again, really positive for um, building that trust and that last long, long, last, long lasting relationship because people working in isolation when they're remote working really um, from our experience and from our asking our staff they really um, appreciate being kept in the know about what's going on in the company as a whole so if you do those things it doesn't take a huge amount of time you know the company meeting is an hour tops depending on how big your company is but ours is only an hour um, the uh, half an hour weekly one-to-one 
and then a 10, 15 minute meeting in the mornings uh, with all your team. Doing those things is all the real meetings that you, we need to have, unless there's a specific project meeting where we're launching a project or there's a specific thing we're doing and that'll be with an you know, individual group of people. But those are all the team meetings that we do. And we found that that is a good balance of not overkill and wasting all our times in meetings and providing enough support, enough interaction, enough engagement with everybody so everybody feels supported, they feel like they're a part of the company. They feel that, yeah, that basically they are being involved in the big decisions so they don't feel sort of like they're an outsider. And that's it. If you do those things, it doesn't matter where somebody are, somebody is in the world. It doesn't matter if they're on the other side of the planet or if they're you know, down the road from you or even the same office as you. That's how we build lasting, trusting, productive relationships with our teams. These ideas have been taken from books like The Effective Manager by Mark Horstman, from uh, Traction by Gino Wickman, um, uh, other, and uh, oh, clock, clock, Clockwork. I can't remember the author of The Clockwork, but it's another great book. So if you read those road books, I'll give you a lot more detail about these sorts of things. And we've adapted those ideas. Um, and also from the Agile uh, agile uh, project management framework. So that's where we've pulled all these ideas from to create what we call our uh, staff success system. To make sure that our staff feel they are supported and that we are getting the most out of it. Thank you so much for joining me and listening to this episode. I'm well aware there are hundreds of great business podcasts out there and you chose to listen to this one. And for that, I am truly grateful. Hopefully what you heard today took you one step closer to building a successful business so you can share your passion with the world and serve an ever-growing number of people. If you got value out of today's episode, then so will someone else you know. By sharing with others what has helped you along your way, you will grow your influence and be the guy or girl that everybody wants to know. So please hit the share button right now and also remember to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss future episodes. It's impossible for me to cover absolutely everything in these podcasts. So please do head over to systemizeyoursuccess.com right now and download the show notes, transcriptions and some of my best frameworks and systems for free. Thanks again for tuning in and being a part of this amazing community. Until next time, this is Dr. Steve Day and you've been listening to Systemize Your Success. Your Success.